Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, and welcome to this week's edition of the Pool Guy Show. Today's show is titled, What Not to Touch. It's kind of a follow-up to all the errors and common mistakes you can make with your pool care. This podcast has been brought to you by InyoPools.com. InyoPools has been helping pool owners find the right pool parts in 2001. With over 50,000 pool parts in stock, order online today and have your parts delivered right to your door. And the podcast is also brought to you by the Riptide Pool Vacuum System, the Riptide is a powerful vacuum system that will allow you to get large leaf debris off the bottom of the pool rapidly. To learn more about the Riptide, you can visit their website, www.riptidevac.com. And if you're in the pool industry and you're looking for the best app available to automate your billing, organize your pool route, notify your customers, and track your repairs, go to useaquasuite.com. Aquasuite has been built by the pool industry professionals for the pool industry professionals to give us the tools we need to get the most out of our business. Upgrade your pool company now with Aquasuite. Be sure to tell them you heard about it on the Pool Guy podcast show for an exclusive discount when you sign up. So the title of this podcast is What Not to Touch. I'm going to go over some things that you probably should keep your hands off unless you have some knowledge of your pool and the system. And of course you can gain this knowledge by watching my videos or listening to my podcast. So first thing that you don't want to touch unless you know what you're doing is your pool's timer. The majority of timers are the Intermatic timers. They pretty much own the market besides the automated systems, which I'll touch on in a minute. But the Intermatic timers are in everyone's backyard. They are the yellow timer with the dial on there, and they have an on-off tripper on there. So a lot of times what I find is a homeowner wants to reset their pool's runtime. So they go out to the timer, and then they'll kind of move those little uh, on-off trippers And here's what happens in a lot of the cases. First, um, if you don't tighten those trippers on, they're not going to work. So a lot of times I'll find that the on tripper is kind of floating, which means the pool won't turn on because on the back of the tripper is a little notch that's supposed to catch and turn on the timer, turn on the pump and filter. Another thing I notice is that they'll reverse the on and off. And so instead of having the pool run for what they want is four hours maybe, they're going to run the pool for 18 hours because they have the on-off trippers reversed. Or they'll put the on-off trippers on a little bit off, a little crooked, not quite all the way on the um, yellow mechanism face. And this will cause the pool not to turn on or not to turn off at the same time. So the pool could be running 24 hours a day if the off tripper is a little bit off also and not on there tight. So, But mostly I'll find the on-off tripper right next to each other. So the pool's running for maybe 20 minutes a day that week because they didn't tighten the knobs and they kind of fell with gravity right down to the bottom. Um, One of the worst things I've seen was a customer that wanted to reset their timer to run from 12 midnight till 8 in the morning. He also had a Polaris on a separate timer and what he did was he set the Polaris the opposite. He put the on-off tripper reversed and so when I went back a week later the Polaris booster pump was burned out. 
So instead of saving money on electricity, he actually had to get a new booster pump put in, which cost him $400. So um, if you're going to change the time runtime of your pool with the Intermatic Timer, you can watch the video on my channel that I have showing you how to move those on-off trippers. You can go online and just Google it, and you can research it on how to do that. You don't want to touch it unless you kind of know what you're doing because those are what could happen with the on-off trippers with the Intermatic Timer. It looks simple but it's very easy to make a mistake when you're changing the timer, adjusting it, unless you know what you're doing. Just recently I had a customer call saying that they wanted me to reprogram their EasyTouch, it's the Pentair automated system, because they didn't like the runtime. He decided to go ahead and try it himself. So when I went out there, I noticed that there were um, seven scheduled programs running, and there was also four spillway programs running. So instead of saving money, he probably spent a lot of money that week while the pool was running on seven different schedules. So with the um, Pentair and the uh, Jandy Aqualink, unless you delete a program runtime, you will have multiple scheduled runtimes. And this could be okay if they kind of duplicate themselves. So if you set a runtime from 7 till noon and you set a second runtime without knowing from 8 to noon, the overlapping time will supersede the previous time. However, you want to go in there and delete the previous time before you set a new one. Otherwise, you could have multiple schedules running and the pool will turn on a lot longer than you want every day. And in the case of the customer, he had um, seven programs running and they're all running at slightly different times. So his pool is running a very long time and the spillway was coming on four times a day also um, in the middle of the afternoon at different times because he never erased the program. So. If you're going to, again, touch your automated system, know what you're doing. Know that you have to delete a previous scheduled runtime program before you enter a new one. They're designed to have multiple programs. That's why it's like this. I know that it's confusing, but you could actually program maybe two or three different programs or two different run speeds if you have a variable speed pump. So that's why the manufacturers don't make it I would say user-friendly so that if you want to edit the program, it'll delete the previous one. You actually have to go in and delete the previous program and then put a new one in if you want just one program to run. hope that makes sense, but a lot of times I'll see customers wanting to change their program and they'll put a new scheduled runtime thinking they did it. What they've done is added another program on top of the program that's already in there in the system. So if you're not familiar with your automated system, don't touch it. Let the pool professional handle it. If you don't have a pool service, definitely call the manufacturer, um, Pentair, Jandy, or Hayward before you touch the automated system. And they'll walk you through over the phone on how to change the runtime, the schedule, the uh, variable speed, pump speed. Everything will be done over the phone. They're really good at helping you through that. So another thing not to touch is your automated system if you want to change the time without contacting either the manufacturer or having your pool service professional handle it. If you have a standalone variable speed pump, get to know your pump really well. A lot of the times what I'll find is that a customer with a Pentair IntelliFlow or Superflow, they'll go to use their pool maybe on a weekend, and they decide that they don't want the pool running while they're using it, so they'll go, hit, go ahead and hit the stop button. There's a start-stop button on both these pumps. Different manufacturers have very similar start and stop features on their pumps. The problem is unless you hit start again when you're done using your pool, that particular pump will stay up all week long. So many a times I'll get to an account that's been off all week because the customer was using their pool on the weekend for a party 
and they hit the start stop button and never went back to hit start again so that it could run a scheduled program runtime. So just be aware that on the standalone variable speed pumps without an automated system, the timer that's built in to the pump is what's going to be running the pool. And a lot of times they'll have a start stop feature that if you were to hit that, you have to hit the start again for those program run times that work during the week. Um, again, I mentioned the Pentair and Teleflow and Superflow pumps are notorious for that. Unless you hit start again, the pump will just be off all week long. And another thing that's very common, if you don't have an automated system and you have manual Jandy valves, you go ahead and put it in spa mode, and then you're going to go ahead and use the pool on the weekend for a party, and you don't bother to turn the valves back to pool mode. So what will happen is that the pool is going to come on to its normal scheduled runtime, and the only thing that's going to be circulating all week is the spa. So the spa will be running eight hours a day and the pool will be off. And usually in the summertime when that happens, the pool has algae, starts to turn pretty bad, get cloudy, get green. So if you're going to use your um, attached spa and you turn the valves manually, make sure you turn them back to pool mode when you're done. And this is a very common mistake. I find this all the time in the summertime that the spa will be running and the pool will be off. Another thing I find is that the valves, when they do turn them back, they kind of leave the valve a little bit kinked, not quite all the way flush. And what happens that is that the suction from the spa will activate and it'll drain the spa down. It'll cause the pump to run dry because um, this, this pool is not designed, there's not enough flow going into the spa with the bypass to compensate if you leave the spa valve cracked partially open and then the spa suction will activate, you'll have the pool suction working. And then the pool is returning some water to the spa, but it's not going to return enough water over the course of the time that the pool is set to run. And so the spa water will continue to drain down as it's refilling slower than it's being sucked down when you have the valve partially open. And then eventually the pump will run dry because the spa will be completely empty. And that happens a lot also. I, I find that maybe once every couple of years a customer will do that. I get back there and the spa is completely drained down and the pool's running dry, the pump's running dry. A lot of times the customer will want to help out by emptying out the skimmer basket. Um, that's fine as long as you know what you're doing and how to empty it out. I prefer if you're going to empty out the skimmer basket if you're a homeowner to have the pool running at the time. That way all the debris gets sucked in there. Now, if there's a lot of leaves, what will happen, and you have a very strong pump, one horsepower or stronger, it's going to be hard to get the leaves out of there or get the basket out because the leaves will compact the basket and they're really good. So a lot of times that may not be advisable if there's a huge amount of leaves and you can't lift the basket out. The problem with lifting the basket out when the pump is off is that a lot of times you'll take the basket out, take all the debris out, but there'll be a lot of it floating around in there still because... Without the pump on, nothing's actually pulling the, the debris down into the basket. So what happens is when you do that, you turn the pool back on, a lot of that debris will go into the line and either sometimes clog the line or clog the pump basket up. And if you're not careful, you may not notice that all this debris went into your pump basket and the pump's going to be running poorly the rest of the week. So my advice is if you're going to empty the skimmer basket and if there's a lot of debris, a lot of leaves in there, go ahead and scoop some out first. Leave the basket in there, don't take it out, but take some of the leaves out. And then what you want to do is turn the pump on at that point. Let the pool pump pull all the leaves into the basket. Make sure there's no leaves floating above the basket. And then go ahead and take the basket out and dump it. That way none of the debris will get through into this into the skimmer line, into the pump basket. So that's the best way to clean out that uh, pump basket 
with leaves in there with the pump on of course and again if there's a lot of debris go ahead and scoop some out then turn the pump on and then pull the basket out and then um, if you're going to help by cleaning out the pump basket a lot of times what I find and I find this often is a customer will take the pump basket out they may not put it in right so the there's a hole in the front a lot of times I'll find that they put the basket in backwards some pumps have a notch to where you can't do that which is good others don't so you can easily put the basket in backwards so what happens if you put the basket in without the big hole there you turn on the pump and then debris will get stuck in the back of the basket which is set on the front of the pump which should be on the back of the pump if that makes any sense and the pump's not going to operate correctly that week and even if you put the basket in partially crooked um, it's not going to run good that week also so you want to make sure you put the pump basket in with the large hole facing the pipe opening that way it doesn't have any that way you don't have any problems when you turn everything back on another common problem after emptying the pump basket is the o-ring that sits on the lid sometimes uh, I'll find the o-ring just sitting on the ground and the customer put the lid back on with it without the o-ring this happens often with the Pentair whisper flow pump the o-ring over time gets loose and will be easily easily fall out off the lid so make sure that the o-ring is on the lid if you have a Hayward um, Super 2 or some of the stay right pumps where the o-ring actually sits in a groove on the lid a lot of times little pebbles or little leaves will get stuck in there so when you put the o-ring back on if you're not careful and that little uh, notch where the o-ring sits is not clean a little pebble or leaf sticking up will actually cause the o-ring to lift up so when you put the lid back on you won't see it but you turn the pump on you may not prime or may not prime well or may lose this prime the next day when it's trying to start up and that could burn out the the motor very easily I've found whisper flow pumps that are burned out because the customer put the lid back on without the o-ring and it ran all week long like that not priming um, so if you're going to empty the pump basket the o-ring needs to sit on there cleanly because there's a notch for it and if the o-ring sits on the lid itself make sure that it's on there good so a lot of times you can tell the o-ring is going bad if you can't get the lid back on and then this changes the o-ring and you can put the pump lid back on very easily at that point so so if you never cleaned out the pump basket on your pump I suggest don't touch it um, let a pool professional handle that empty it I do have a video a couple of videos on my YouTube channel showing you how to empty out multiple different brands of the uh, pool pumps um, some of the larger pumps with the the very large um, pump pot area those o-rings are very hard to get back on in some cases and one thing that often happens when a customer is cleaning out their pool pump for the first time or trying to help out the pool service by doing this um, they may not refill the pump area what we call the wet end or the pump pot with water so if you don't refill it with water and you put the lid back on and you turn on the pump to prime it a lot of times it won't prime because there's a lot of air in there so you have to refill it with the bucket of water, the garden hose, while it's off. Then you would put the lid back on and start it up. So a lot of times it'll run dry and the customer will just leave it like that. So what will happen is that the motor and pump uh, will probably burn out during the week if you don't refill it with water and turn it back on. And this happens a lot too. If your pool equipment is below the water level of your pool or what we call below sea level, if you're uh, filter and pump are maybe set back on a under a hill and your pool set above it if you were to open up that pump lid 
to empty the pump basket out, what's going to happen is that the gravity will push the water through the lines and it'll just come flooding out. And there's no way to get that pump lid back on when the water is flooding out through the system as the pool is draining. So a lot of times the pool will drain down past the skimmer. Then you're able to get that lid back on, but you'll lose um, a, quite a bit of water in that case. Usually if the pool equipment is set below the pool water level, what will happen is there will be ball valves turned to turn off the pool. There may be jandy valves also to turn off so that you turn off the flow to the pump so you can empty out the pump basket. If for some chance the builder didn't put ball valves in or if the ball valves are broken and you can't turn them, a good trick is to get a tennis ball and put it in the skimmer line. So you put the tennis ball into the skimmer line, it'll fit in there pretty good, almost perfectly. You can also get a one and a half inch threaded uh, plug if you have a threaded skimmer, put that in there too. And that way when you open up the pump lid to get uh, to clean the pump basket out, that tennis ball or the plug will stop the water from flowing. Uh, there may be some water still flowing, but you have enough time to clean out the pump basket and get that lid back on. And usually in that case, uh, you don't have a problem. But if you were to take that pump lid off and your pool equipment is just below sea level, you're just going to have the water flooding out of that out of that out of the pump that you opened up. So very common problem that happens a lot. And I see this also with pool service guys that don't realize that the pool pump is below the pool's water so level. If you feel uncomfortable changing or opening up your pump lid, you can watch one of my videos on that. Call the manufacturer, whatever you want to do to make sure you get that pump lid on there good because if you get it on there wrong, um, there's a good chance you could burn out your motor, um, cause damage to your pump, which is a very expensive repair. Here's one of the things that I often find, and it's one of the pet peeves I have is when customers touch the automatic cleaner in the pool. Now I understand if you're going to be using your pool for a party, you want to pull it out. A lot of times what would be a good idea is to call your pool service and tell them that you're having a party and you want them to remove the cleaner. There are certain pools on my route where I'll take the cleaner out of the pool for periods of time in the summer so the customer can use it without having to be bothered by it. But here are some things that happen a lot that I see. Um, the most common is the customer will take the cleaner out of the pool with the cleaner hose still attached to the side port or the skimmer line and they'll put the cleaner up on the deck of the pool which is fine if the pool's off and you're going to use it and swim and have a party. Uh, the problem is that a lot of times the customer won't put the cleaner back in the pool. And if we leave it on the pool deck with when the pool comes back on to run this normal cycle, what will happen is the cleaner being on the deck with the hose connected to either the side port, vacuum port, or skimmer, it'll just suck the air in to the system and the pool's not going to be running um, that week either you know, with the cleaner sitting on the deck and I find this happens a lot in the summertime I'll get to an account that has been running all week I'll know right away because uh, you can see the cleaner clearly on the on the on the pool deck and the pool looks really bad and of course the equipment is not running because it's been sitting on the pool deck all week so I'll tell the customer and they'll realize the mistake and usually we'll never do that again um, a lot of times also I'll see the customers will pull the cleaner out, but they'll leave one hose sticking out of the wall or out of the skimmer. And the same thing's going to happen with that one hose sticking out of the skimmer or the side of the wall. When you turn the pool back on, the gravity will push that hose up towards the surface and it's going to suck air. And then it'll suck water and then the gravity will allow the hose to get back up to the surface. It'll suck air and water. All week long it's not going to be running either 
with one pool hose sticking out of the side port or the skimmer. And so if you're going to take the cleaner out of the pool, take it out completely out of the pool and lay it on the deck. I like laying the hoses lengthwise. So if you have 30 feet of hose, just lay it straight 30 feet out. If you don't have room to lay the hose out 30 feet lengthwise, go ahead and pull off each section. The worst thing you can do is to coil the pool hose up, the cleaner hose up like a pool hose. And what happens is the cleaner hose is going to get that memory. You put it back in the pool. You notice that your cleaner will be going in a circle because the hoses are curved in the same circle um, that it was when you put it on the deck and coiled it up like a pool hose. So you want to lay them straight out or just connect them and lay each each section out, each three foot section out by itself. And that's the best way to remove the cleaner from the pool. And since we're talking about cleaners, I also mentioned that if you have a suction side cleaner with an inline canister, a lot of times the customer will see a little bit of leaves in there or debris and they'll just figure they'll clean it out and they'll take it apart, clean it out, put it back in, but they'll insert the canister backwards in the line. So it's not going to, of course, work because you have the canister in the wrong way. So the area where the debris goes is blocked off by the back of the bag or back of the um, plastic mesh net and no debris will go through as the cleaner is working on the bottom it'll get stuck uh, the debris will get stuck on the back end of the canister and that causes a problem also so if you're going to put the canister back in um, there's a right way to do it and a wrong way to do it and you want to make sure that look at it carefully when you pull it out so you can put it in the same way that you took it out that way you're not putting the canister in backwards and I find that happens quite a bit I found people put the um, plastic insert back and backwards in the Hayward canisters also. So all this could happen. So if you're not familiar with your cleaner, automatic cleaner, again, watch some of my videos on YouTube. And I have um, just about every single cleaner that they make. I have a video on that. I also have installation videos. So you can kind of see how they're installed in your pool so that when you take them out, you can put them back in. A lot of times customers will take the cleaner out and not know how to put them back in because the side port vacuum port has a back lock that closes and the customer can't get it open again and so refer to my channel if you have a cleaner or just email me if you have a question about getting your cleaner out or back in your pool and I'll be happy to help you that way you won't have any problems with it so I know I titled the podcast what not to touch but after listening to this I think you'll get a better idea of how to uh, set your timer set your automated system um, turn on and off your variable speed pump when you're using the pool and turning it back on, turning the valves to your spa mode, and also taking emptying out your skimmer basket and pump basket and taking the cleaner out of the pool and putting it back in when you need to. So all those are a lot of things that I see out in the field all the time, and I hope this helps you not to make these common mistakes or things not to touch, what not to touch out there. So now that you've listened to this podcast, go ahead and touch your pool equipment. And if you don't know what you're doing, again, just refer to online resources or the manufacturer and definitely try to avoid these common um, errors by touching stuff that you probably shouldn't touch without knowing what you're doing. And I do the same thing here in my house. Um, I, I try to do repairs on things that I shouldn't be doing repairs on or touching things I shouldn't touch. I end up breaking it and making things worse. So it happens with everyone. It's not just the pool owner. So if you're a homeowner that does your own pool and you're looking for more resources, you can check out my website, swimmingpoollearning.com. I have a lot of helpful web pages there. 
I also have an ebook and a print book available that will help you to understand your pool and how everything operates. If you uh, do pool service for a living and you're looking for more help with your business, you may want to consider joining my coaching site. You can find more information at poolguycoaching.com and you can get one-on-one help directly from me for as little as 33 cents a day. You can text me in real time and you can also uh, post a question in the GroupMe app thread that we have going with about 150 pool guys and gals. So this is a great resource for you to utilize. There's also discounts that go along with joining. You can learn more about that on the website, either my main website, swimmingpoollearning.com or poolguycoaching.com. And I encourage you to join if you need that extra help with your business. So I hope you found this podcast helpful. Have a great rest of your week and God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash pool guy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash pool guy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.